Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and today is a special episode. We're doing another spoiler cast, and we have some guests. We have returning to the show, Corey and Amanda from the One Track Gamers. How are you guys? Doing well. How are you doing? Very good. I know you guys are big Kingdom Hearts fans, so this is going to be perfect. I didn't even say it yet, but this is the spoiler cast for Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 3. I'm sure you read the title. It's not news, but this is going to be a really exciting episode for me personally because I enjoyed the game so much. I heard you guys on a recent episode say you were a little underwhelmed, so I'm interested to get your feedback there. But but maybe before we dive right into it, um, how have you guys been? Is there any news maybe we should talk about before we go deep into Kingdom Hearts? Um, we've been pretty well, uh, work's been kind of nuts, so we're happy to be on the weekend right now. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, nothing really, nothing crazy. Just, nope. just doing the normal. <laughs> Very cool. Um, but okay, well, I guess we can just kind of get right to it because it's going to be a long episode. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3, where, do, where should we begin? Uh, what, well, let's maybe just get your overall thoughts on it before we like go like through the plot. Um, what were some of the things that you really enjoyed and some of the things that you felt like were lacking? Now, this is for the just three or kind of overall? Well, all the that's a good point. Let's let's just start with three. And I feel like we can eventually uh, talk about some of the offshoots as well. OK, well, um, overall, I did enjoy the game. Uh, I, I think the graphics were awesome, uh, especially certain levels stood out to me like Toy Story, I think, was my favorite. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Just like it just looked impressive to me i don't know why um and then there are some levels uh that I, I wasn't very fond of like the frozen level i was very unimpressed uh and big hero 6 which is one i was looking forward to the most i was very underwhelmed um, i agree with that yep yeah and then the story it i wasn't very happy with it which we'll get into um but the gameplay i feel like was fun they just felt like there were too many fights in a row i don't know like it's it's kind of weird because i really had fun with it and I enjoyed it, but I, I still felt let down. It's kind of weird. Um, no, that's understandable. Uh, Amanda, did you happen to play through it yourself, or were you watching Corey play? I was watching Corey play most of it. I took the controller a few times and did some stuff whenever he walked away. Um, I I thought it was an okay game. I didn't love it, but I didn't dislike it at all. Um, there were definitely things that I feel like the other games had a lot stronger in. Like the story, the pacing, and even the mini games were a little underwhelming. Like you have one very short one per level, pretty much. Yeah. It it didn't seem like there was as much meat there as some of the other ones. Um, I did like the music and the look of it. And the gameplay was fun when I did it. It also seemed very easy, though. Like I didn't even pay attention to what buttons I was pushing. Okay, uh, that's a question I had for you guys then. What difficulty did you play it on? I know for myself, I just went through on easy because I wanted to get through the story, make sure nothing's spoiled, which we're, this is a spoiler cast. There's a big ass spoiler going on in Kingdom Hearts 3, which we will get to. But playing it on easy was very enjoyable and I, I was able to like breeze through it. I have a feeling it would have been just as easy on normal, but maybe what, what did you guys end up playing on? We played on normal. Uh, okay. It, it, yeah, it was, it was pretty easy. You never died. I didn't die once, no. Yeah, easy is probably that much easier than because, yeah, I didn't die <laughs> either. And it was, uh, like I said, just you feel very overpowered and they probably start you off with like extra skills and stuff. Yeah, I'm not actually, I don't know the difference uh, stat wise or ability wise with the difficulties. I just, I know I've read online that even like proud mode was too easy for people. 
Really? Like was, okay. Yeah, I, that's what I read. Interesting. And that's another question I had for you guys, since you are big fans. Well, Amanda, do you intend on playing through yourself at some point? And Corey, do you intend on playing through and trying to get this platinum? I'd play through it once. Um, I've seen the whole thing, so I'd be able to get back through it really quick and easy, because I remember gameplay maps in every area pretty well. Yeah. Um, but I'll probably play through it once. Um, and I've already got the platinum. Oh, wow, you do? <laughs> Holy shit, that blows my mind. <laughs> How hard it, was that to accomplish? Honestly, of all the Platinums and all the Kingdom Hearts, this game is the easiest one to get it. Wow, that surprises me, really. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely the easiest. Um, Synthesis was easier. Much, many much games easier. were not as many, so they were easier. How about getting Sora to 99? Did you just do that on your normal playthrough? You almost hit that naturally just from trying to get ingredients from doing like the battle gates. You get oh, so okay. much XP. It's ridiculous. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I feel like I neglected on my playthrough just because I was more concerned with the story. So I didn't get around to doing anything like building the ultimate weapon. Did you? Do- well, I guess you did that for the platinum. Yeah, and the ultimate weapon's definitely the, the best. It, it, looks, it looks really, really good. Uh, oh, man. That's and so the combos cool. are like you teleport around. It's really fun. Very cool. Okay, well, I guess we can kind of go into the plot now. Uh, You talking about the Ultima Blade looking cool makes me think of this key blade, which is like the letter X or like the Greek alphabet something or other. (laughs) And it's just like, why do they pronounce it key when... And that was another thing. The mobile game for Kingdom Hearts is like Kingdom Hearts Cross X or something. Oh, man, Uh, I don't even know. Union Cross. Union Cross, exactly. And the cross looks like the the key thing that they're talking about. So wouldn't it be Union Key? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's weird, but okay, so <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3, apparently we pick up where things left off in Dream Drop Distance, and I have to admit, that is the only game in the franchise I did not complete. I played through all of 1.5, and I tried to do 2.5, but that's where I only maybe got two or three hours into Dream Drop Distance and didn't complete it. Do you guys have any input there? Was it important for the story? Um, Very, I mean, the outline of the story does carry over, but... All the little details in Dream Drop, most of it, no. Like, there's one attack you get in Kingdom Hearts where you have the the big cat. Like, that summon attack. Did you ever use that? The Link attack? Actually, I'm not sure I do. That's the thing. I, I hate... I don't know. It's so complicated to me that I don't use a lot of, like, the extra stuff. Uh, There was, like, also D-Links in Birth by Sleep that I feel like I rarely would use, and I just... I guess I would just have to get the hang of it and try it out more often, and I'm just, like, used to my very old school Kingdom Hearts mechanics of like, let me just bash the hell out of things and use magic. <laughs> well, that works too. Well, the, yeah, the it just takes a lot in, longer. <laughs> the fighting in three also, all of the things that they tried to cram in for specials, the rides, the D-links, the summons, all that stuff was just kind of annoying. There was yeah. too much of it and it happened too often and it was too flashy and took too long. Even I mean, the, they were powerful, but it was annoying. Even the flow right. motion where you like dash against a wall and then you get I ha- could not do that for the it's, life of me. <laughs> it didn't work. Like Dream Drop, it's pretty much how you beat the game is you spam flow motion attacks because every wall, every pole you like just by dodging, you you jump on it. And then when you attack, you do a crazy good attack. So it, it's just spamming, dodging and attacking. Uh this one, it didn't really work because there were wide open spaces. There's not many walls. Um, and when they did, they kind of attacks weren't that great. But yeah, it's like they tried to take some of every game and cram it in when it didn't need it. 
Yeah, no, it sure seems like they tried to bring the story of all the offshoots together in the conclusion of this one, which we will eventually get to. And as far as like, yeah, the special moves, I remember I was always accidentally doing that pirate ship one where it's just like back <laughs> yes. and forth. And it was just like happened so frequently that I'm like, oh, man, at least it's killing them. But man, is this frustrating when I didn't actually mean to do that? Yeah. I mean, they'd be fine, I think, if they cut them down by like, I don't know, to like a, like, or like <laughs> yeah. a fifth of how they appear. Just make them actual right. special that you have to work toward, not just hand them out. Totally. I agree with that. Alright, so I guess our characters find themselves with Master Yen Sid, and he's like, so Aqua in a previous game is like lost in the land of darkness, so he's sending Riku and King Mickey off to go save her, and what was Sora, Donald, and Goofy's quest again? I'm trying to recall. They- they yes. were supposed to travel around and do nothing till they're strong enough to the end of the game. <laughs> no, he had right. the, it was the power of awakening. The power of the... waking that he conveniently oh, forgot uh, or just didn't know how to do. Because he fails at the end of Dream Drop Distance. It's it's Sora and Riku doing their ma- the master exam. And then Riku passes, which is why Yen Sid allows him to go with Mickey to find Aqua. But Sora fails because he gets, he gets lost in the sleep or whatever. He can't wake up. So apparently you have to have this one specific power to go to the dark land and he didn't have it. So he sent him to random worlds again, hoping he'll magically just discover the power of waking has nothing to do with anything. Which honestly, by the end of the game, he didn't do. Am I right? Like, I don't think that he learned the power of waking. He probably did, but I don't think it was like specifically said, but I think uh, there one of those little crystally sprites basically implies it was with you all along. You've just, <laughs> you just basically had a mental block and forgot how yeah. to use it, kind of thing. Oh, we are very fortunate that Brent's not with us right now because <laughs> he would be very mad at that. Uh, but no, that's I don't know. That's interesting. I, it just seems like if that's like the main quest for Sora and it's like barely resolved, that's kind of a I don't know a miss in the story writing. But so he sends Sora and company off to. I guess Olympus is the first world that they meet uh, or they visit. And yes, I'm trying to, man, it's been a a couple weeks since I played this game, but I do recall like Hades is up to his usual shit. Just trying to, uh, that's another thing about this game. I feel like there was a lot lacking with the final fantasy characters. I think this is the only encounter with cloud and stuff. And is there even a boss, an optional boss fight for Sephiroth? I clearly didn't explore the game that much. Well, cloud's only in it for like one second in a cutscene, like he's not actually there so the only final fantasy characters they have is the moogles at the shop that's uh, right and that's that's it that's it uh so wow. no yeah that and that was one of the biggest gripes we have is is the final fantasy characters are, are what we fell in love with the game with you know that's why we played it at the start and then yeah the game's fun on its own but still it was cool to see the two worlds colliding and this one the the maker actually said that he feels like the the series is strong enough on its own without needing Final Fantasy as a crutch is how he put it. What? So it's like I get it, I, I get it when you made a Disney game and you know you were way back on the PS2, people weren't going to be into it. So oh, we'll we'll pair up with Square Enix and that'll bring over new fans and that it worked. Uh, however, now that they just take it out, it's a part of the world. It's not just. I don't know, like, he felt like their story was complete, so they weren't worth putting in, but we were very disappointed with that. You cannot tell me that their story was complete, and yet you needed to go back to Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) Yeah, again, something we've already done for three games now. I I agree. They're seriously, 
not understanding what the fans want you that's the when everyone who doesn't understand kingdom hearts talks about it it's like oh it's that game with disney and final fantasy now it's just that game with disney and you literally (laughs) took out half of the equation and it's i don't know that's really upsetting so uh that is a valid complaint even though i do still stand by the fact that i enjoyed the game um but yeah so you go through hercules that's another one that's been in every game and i feel like that's another just because mechanically you get to go to the Colosseum and fight like hordes of different heartless to like build up your character. Did you end up like using that to your advantage when like trying to level your Sora or no, you said something about with the ingredients, like you naturally get to level 99 anyway. Yeah. What's interesting is I don't think you can fight in the Colosseum in this one. There's, really? okay, there's no I'm, Colosseum fights. Wow. Okay. I'm misremembering. Cause I could have sworn I did that at some point, but I never really like spammed it in like other games. I think you do fight there, like, as part of the story once. Yeah. But, like, there's no tournaments to go back to ever. Like, it's just running around the city um, and up in the realm of the gods, and that's it. That's right. Yeah. Interesting. I forgot all about that. So, that's another miss. I feel like it, well, it's also been played out, too. So, maybe I'm glad they didn't do that, because it's just very much, like, been in every game so far. So, let's maybe talk about some of the fresh things that they brought to this game. One of the parts I remember you're... Uh, following Riku and Mickey's story. I think it's like called the Dark World. And they're, yeah, they're basically in the world of darkness and there's like a heartless tornado that attacks them. That was really <laughs> new and interesting. Or didn't, did that appear in any of the offshoots or was that the first time we encountered this like crazy mass of heartless? It appeared multiple times in the, uh, the Aqua, the short chapter, the fragmentary passage one where That's you're like, right. it's just her. But uh, you fight it like, two or three times in that and then now you fight it two or three times in this game yeah so that was interesting and i thought that was like a an a cool little enemy or encounter and you get to play as characters other than sora yes um but and i'm trying to recall what comes as a result of them fighting them in the world of darkness like how their, their key and, Mickey breaks get out. and then they're like we should go and come back later oh that's right that's that's really bizarre <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know those things could break yeah yeah and then, like, oh, we need to make another one. You can't buy them at the store, isn't it? Powered by like their heart materials or something. And craft uh, them. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, I, I guess they'll just do whatever they want <laughs> to progress the story. Basically. Um. So then we get back to Twilight Town again in Kingdom Hearts three. Um. What did you guys think of that? Well, just before that, though, how jarring was it to have? Like, why did they bother putting Phil? And Hercules, if they weren't going to pay Danny DeVito to voice anything. Yeah, no, and that was another really big miss was the voice of Xehanort. I was like, what is this? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was used to the guy from Birth by Sleep. I thought he did an excellent job. And then that was Leonard guy, Nimoy. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. This, so this they couldn't get him anymore. <laughs> was no good at all. And I, it's just, it didn't even seem to fit the character. I was like, ugh. Mm. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, Leonard Nimoy did amazing. Definitely. And Birth by Sleep, yeah, he was phenomenal. But um, Twilight Town, it was nice. I was happy that it was small, actually, because I've had my fill of Twilight Town forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I actually thought it was cool. I liked it. it was like just kind of a restaurant. There was actually people in the city, which was cool to see for like the first time ever. Yeah, definitely. I also enjoyed the Ratatouille stuff as well. Yeah, the little cooking minigame. I expected to like actually make stuff, not... Crack an egg. Crack an egg and then you complete. <laughs> Shake some peppers. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be like a cooking mama thing. I really wanted it, but I guess it was not. But it was still fun. 
Yeah, and then story-wise, like, Sora meets up with Hainer, Pence, and Olette again, and they have that image with Roxas, and they're trying to, like, figure out, like, who their friend is that they don't know, and that the whole thing with Roxas was kind of put in a digital Twilight Town, and I don't, I don't know if we're going to go, like, all <laughs> deep into that. It sounds so crazy, like, especially if somebody's listening to this, like, I'm not a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, but I'll listen to this episode just to see what happens in 3. It There's just so much going on, but as far as Kingdom Hearts 2 goes, yeah, that's what happened there. Roxas was put in digital Twilight Town in order to get him to help wake Sora up from his slumber. So a lot of sleeping, a lot of just like weird digital, uh, the data scape was something in recoded. I feel like they even mentioned like stuff from that. Like oh, they, they did. did. They yeah, brought it and all I, back. That's the thing. I really, in my mind, I was thinking to myself, there's no way that every single offshoot matters and they're going to somehow try to make it coherent. In fact, when recoded, I watched the movie for that on, I guess it was 1.5 or 2.5. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, this is so out there that I feel like it makes sense that they have so many offshoots that some of them are just like, ah, you could just ignore that one. No, you can't ignore it because they actually <laughs> reference stuff from that you in Kingdom Hearts 3. You should be able to ignore it, though, because it's a digital reconstruction of Gemini's journal of the first game. It's not unique. The game itself is not unique. You could take, like, a three-minute story synopsis and you'll be fine. Like, the, the full exactly. game, it's, it adds nothing. No, it's basically another chain of memories. Yeah. It's but like different. Oh man, I it, it's frustrating <laughs> that we had such a long wait for this game. And the reason is for all of these offshoots that nobody really thoroughly enjoyed and then they're tr- somehow trying to be like we did it for a reason. And I'm like, ah, are you sure? I think you guys just wanted to make money that whole time <laughs> when you could have just made 3 in like probably oh man, in like half the time. Yeah, like the fact that it keeps stopping the game also to explain, oh, for anyone who didn't play this random game, this is the story. Like, it's almost like they're apologizing, it felt like, because they know most people aren't going to play all those games. But then right. they had to, they just had to fit them all in. Like, they had this grandmaster idea the whole time. But then if they're going to explain them all, they do a crack shot method of explaining it, and they don't explain what's actually going to tie in later in the game that's important. So it's like, why even bother telling me this? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's really comical, actually. I mentioned it on a previous episode of our show while I was playing the game. Speaking of Jiminy Cricket, he shows up at one scene and is basically like, don't worry, everybody. I gave you all gummy phones in case you have any questions about this fucking crazy storyline because you can just give me a call. And I was thinking like anybody who's playing the game wishes they had that phone number and just be like, Jiminy, what the actual fuck, dude? <laughs> uh, and the the saddest part is with the amount of time that they took to develop this, there's no excuse for like bad pacing. Like they right. had so much time. And that was one thing I heard you guys mention on your show was that like, there's not as many new worlds and they're all longer. And it's just like, that's not what I want. I want to dip in and dip out and like experience a bunch of different ones like the previous games. But instead they're like, we're going to give you a limited amount and it's going to last longer in each. And it kind of makes it, I don't know, it takes away from the experience in a weird way. Yeah. Amanda's favorite, she made a good point um, when we were playing way back. Uh, she said her favorite was two because she liked how you would go to the world kind of solve the initial issue and leave and then go back half the game later and finish it up like it definitely it it, it felt like it moved it along better it paced it better because it wasn't you're not there for more than you know three hours like mm-hmm. parts of the caribbean took what like six hours it's, it's like that's too much time it's you could watch all the movies <laughs> yeah for real 
Uh, but one thing I do have to give them credit for for Pirates of the Caribbean, and I guess we'll get to that at some point, but they didn't bring back that horrible mechanic where the characters Ghost. have to be yeah. in the moonlight. Yes. Like, oh, uh, God. That if that was going to be in it, I would just break my controller and be like, all right, <laughs> zero out of 10. Wasn't worth the wait. But no. Uh, okay. Well, let's continue with, uh, I guess, where we're at with Twilight Town. I'm trying to think if anything else special happens there, but like story-wise. I think they, they go find the mansion and then they say Pence is suddenly a hacker and he can get in. So you, <laughs> you leave him to, to hack the, the machine. Yeah, I always love the passwords in Kingdom Hearts games. It's always like a full sentence or something. And it's like, how in the goddamn fuck did they come up with that? <laughs> oh, they didn't try very hard. <laughs> That's for sure. Definitely. Um, also, one thing I wanted to ask you guys about was the Keyblades in this game. Do you feel like there was a good variety of them? Were there any favorites you had? I, I know we talked about Ultimate Weapon a little earlier, but were there any other standout ones? I personally feel like there were some cooler-ass ones in, like, Birth by Sleep, and this game had some, like, eh, sort of cool ones, but nothing that really stood out to me. There was only a couple in this game that we really liked the look of. Uh, there's definitely better-looking ones in earlier games. Even the first game had better-looking ones. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Yeah, but the, the fact that each one of, in this game has its own like combo that transforms into like a different style of attacking, I thought that was cool. Like it, it yeah. gave more personality to each one. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but I think I used Toy Story through the whole thing because of the ability that it it increases the rare drops. So oh, that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna save time later by going back trying to get material. That's a good strategy. Speaking of Toy Story, I guess after Twilight Town is the Toy Story area, and is that following any of the movie's plots? Because no. I lost track after two, and I was thinking, <laughs> is this like a Toy Story 3 thing? Because I didn't... And speaking of two, there was no characters from two. There was no Mr. Potato Head from one. So I was like, what is going on here? It's just like half the story's Toy Story cast doing a story I've never heard of. It's It was not part of any movie, and it was pretty funny because it's like, you know, all these characters that are awesome, they're all missing. <laughs> We're only going to pay for these three voice actors, and that was disappointing yeah, for sure. That's convenient for them <laughs> and their budget. Oh, man. So, yeah, I, that was just kind of like a glaring absence. I'm like, where are some of these key characters? But... I don't know. And yeah, now that I know it's not following one of the movies, I'm like, then why the hell? Every other Disney world you visit follows the plot of one of the movies, almost like to a T. So for them to just be like, we're going to make up our own Toy Story plot was kind of an interesting choice. Yeah. Also, when you leave, you don't solve anything. They're just like, I guess we'll go back to the room and wait. Like, you're. It's a it, sad it ending. Like, it really was. You guys go all of out of your way to get to some toy store in the mall or some shit. And it's not and even then, Al's toy barn from two. No. Like, yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah. And then there was some weird shit with like some of the toys were mechs and you'd like have to fight the mechs. And that was kind of a pain in the ass. You could actually like commandeer one and kind of control it yourself to shoot them down. So that was kind of fun, but like nothing new or crazy. I wasn't, I, I would prefer to just fight a sore than like get inside of one of the mechs. But if you try to like fight one of these mechs as you're fighting them, they like push you away and it's like a giant pain in the ass to like actually like strike them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, where was Emperor Zerg? Yeah. Anyway, that's another one. It's just <laughs> what uh, I agree with you that Toy Story was a highlight of the game, but it was also just like, half of toy story is <laughs> such missed opportunities like they could have just had zerg there and then 
whatever young Xehanort like possesses the Zerg and makes him fight you. Like it didn't have to, I don't know. There's some obvious things that it's just like, why would they do that? Yeah. It, it didn't seem well thought out kind of not probably not rushed because how long of a the, like time frame they had on this game. Uh, I think it was announced in 2013. So like realistically it's been in development at least five to six years. Um, but after Toy Story, yeah, nothing really gets resolved. So it's also just kind of proving the fact that none of this like Disney stuff matters. You're just playing a game just to have Sora find an ability he had with him all along. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> like he doesn't even resolve anything here. He shows up. They're missing friends. They decide to go look. They don't find any. They get mad and distrustful because they have a new person with them. Bad things happen. And then you beat the boss, and it's like, oh, okay, we're just going to go back and wait. Nice meeting you. Bye. Yeah, we're glad you're our new friend, but even <laughs> you're leaving. <laughs> yeah, so it really didn't matter. No. Not at all. No, you're right. Uh, it was nice seeing Woody and Buzz. <laughs> yeah, and Rex. Rex did good. The voice actor did really that good. Was the, that actually that was, was the Yeah, that was the original the Rex voice. Awesome. Yeah, no, he did an excellent job. Um, okay, and... That makes me think, okay, we didn't get another Aladdin, so that's kind of good. I did like the Aladdin worlds, but that would have been too much to throw that in there. And I would have loved to hear Gilbert Gottfried do Iago. Um, oh, they, they wouldn't have paid him. He would have just true. been silent there, like just like Phil. Yeah. <laughs> um. So after Toy Story comes The Kingdom of Corona, which is following the Rapunzel storyline. I What's the Disney movie name? Tangled, I think? Tangled. Yeah, okay. I've never seen that. I playing through the Kingdom Hearts world of it, I got like the gist of it and I I did thoroughly enjoy it. I thought the the main character of that world, uh Rapunzel was just awesome with her hair like running around using it as a weapon and stuff. And that's another thing in this game, the way like the party system works. In previous games, you'd have to like swap in like take Goofy or Donald out to have someone in your party. Like if you go to a world and there's like a bunch of friends, they just like travel with you and fuck shit up. And I thought that was a, a definite improvement. Yeah, we agree. You don't have to worry about like, oh, I need Donald's healing when he does it. And Yeah, exactly. So that was cool. Um, Story-wise, yeah, I guess it's just Rapunzel. She gets uh, taken out by like a, a prince to go to this. What's she trying to go to? A ball or something? Or no, she's just trying to see like fireworks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's those, those lantern festival that she sees from the tower. She wants to get closer. It's always on That's her birthday right. and she was stolen as a child. So she thinks that there's some connection. So she wants to find out why there are lanterns lit on her birthday. And she's never been out of her tower before so like this this prince or i don't i'm not sure if he's a prince but this guy that's helping her like probably shouldn't be doing that because then her mom comes looking for her and it's a whole thing her mom's super evil and like a bitch uh (laughs) i don't know but then yeah you end up helping them and that kind of resolved interesting uh spoilers this is a spoiler cast but like didn't someone die and then they came back it was like really sad yeah the mom the mom gets stabbed no she stabs flynn to get Rapunzel to try and come with her. And then instead of Rapunzel healing him, he cuts her hair. And then oh, he's like right. dying. And so then. And she falls out of the tower in classic Disney villain style. Yep. And yep. normally in the oh, movie, man. that's where it ends. That's She dies there. That's it. But in Kingdom Hearts, that's too gruesome. Turn her into a monster, <laughs> a chameleon monster. There we go. Definitely cool to have something fresh and new in the Kingdom Hearts universe. And they kind of keep that up with the next couple worlds here. Next is Monstropolis, which is, yeah, from Monsters, Inc., another movie I've only seen bits and pieces of, but it's definitely enjoyable. 
What were your thoughts on the characters designs of Sora, Donald, and Goofy? That was probably the one where I was the most like, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they looked weird, but at least if they're going to look weird, Donald and Goofy more fit in in this than anything else. I've always wondered yeah. when you go to like Rapunzel's area, people are like, is that a talking duck? No one cares. There's no animals talking in these worlds. But no, you have a you have a weird dressed up dog thingy and a duck that's annoyingly talking slow the whole time but at least in monsters inc they make them look kind of creepy but at least they can look weird and kind of still fit in it's not as weird to see them interact in that world as it is in a world with people that's fair yeah i guess my reaction to them the developers did a good job with the designs because i'm like yeah they're they're monsters they creep me out Um, but yeah, so the story there, if anyone's not familiar, I guess uh, you meet Mike, the one-eyed little monster, and his companion, uh, shit, I can't remember that guy. Sully. But his, <laughs> Sully. His, he's voiced by John Goodman, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes, he Yeah, he, th- he did a great job with this. Um, but yeah, and there's like a, a little child that they encounter, and apparently that child's not afraid of them, and they have to get the child back through a door to get to their world or something, so... That was an interesting storyline. I feel like I breezed through that one and really wasn't paying that much attention. Do you have any uh, words or thoughts on that world? Uh, I felt like it was it was pretty good. I after the big open world, you know, Toy Story with a giant Toy Store, and then the Corona with like the giant just forest and all that. It was nice to have like kind of a boxed in more of a hallway. Yeah, thing. It was that it makes was, sense. It was a nice like change. It, it I felt like it it was good and it looked good. All the doors. Uh, and the warehouse looked really good. Except for hers was the only door of that color, so it's really easy to spot. If you have a million doors, you really think there'd only be one that's that color. Yeah. Seriously. And uh, <laughs> the the story, though, is it's in between movies, kind of like Toy Story was, wasn't it? Because they already turned, instead of trying to get scare, scares from kids, or trying to get laughter from kids. This is yeah. after that's the right. first movie, so, yeah. So it's another one that it's taking plot points from the movie but they kind of made their own version of a story for it because it doesn't actually follow the movie yeah that's good to point out because yeah like i said i didn't see the full movie so i wasn't sure if it was following the the original movie but they also have yeah what what monsters university or something so i i don't know i i like when they kind of take liberties with like taking a story that you know has ended and being like this is what's happening afterwards with sora and them instead of like retconning it being like sora was there all along um but yeah that was the monsters inc world i feel like that was another fresh one and it it did feel enjoyable and i feel like the next one is also fresh we have arendelle which is from the the movie frozen and I did see the majority of that movie uh, just like on TV, so m- might have missed a little bit here and there. But the thing about this world is they recreate like a whole scene from the movie, and it was like very impressive. Yeah, uh, they the did whole perfect. let it go. Yeah, I and that's the thing. Is that like shot by shot from the movie, or is that just them being like we're going to do it our way? There's a comparison video online on YouTube of of the the two scenes side by side, and they got it so damn perfect like there's a few when you see sora obviously it's not in the movie but uh just i don't know when she like lets her hair down like everything it's it's so perfectly done i was i was blown away that was one of my favorite parts is seeing how they perfectly recreated that scene that's awesome yeah i was wondering if they just take the freaking clip from the movie and be like here it is or if (laughs) no they 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 actually actually remade it in the game Wow, that is impressive. Got to give him kudos there, because that was really well done and enjoyable. And it was so funny, because, yeah, afterwards, Sora was just like, 
wow, what was that? <laughs> I'm like, no shit, dude. Imagine just walking in the woods and hearing that and be like, whoa. She like got like the key changes and everything, like s- slamming that song. Yeah. Uh, I think they actually, they did take the audio from the movie that wasn't re- re-sung. That, that makes perfect sense. But the, oh, all the visuals were re- remade. Yeah, no, good to point that out. And that's the thing. If you happen to be playing the game and trying to stream the game, apparently for scenes like that, it's just the audio goes blank. Like they cut all the uh, Disney uh, soundtrack songs from your stream because I guess that's the thing. When you start up the game, it warns you. Like if you intend on streaming this game, uh, we're going to cut out certain scenes, uh, specifically the very open intro, opening intro with like the Skrillex song and everything. I'm like, that's what everyone's tuning in for. We want to see that. Yeah. And then they also cut out, yeah, like crucial shit like the let it go scene and i also think the very end of the game so it's just like shit so you could get to watch people just grind away as sora and then not watch any of like the really important shit right i feel well, I like guess you can watch Arendelle let it go was actually one of the most boring insignificant levels of the whole game sora had no point it all looked white it's has nothing to do. You get there, you see her or Elsa and she runs off. Then you run into Lark scene and she's like, oh, we have this evil plan here. Play in my labyrinth I'm creating. Okay, so then you get out of a labyrinth. You get up there and Elsa's made herself a tower. You get knocked down the cliff. You find her sister. Then you like get separated. Then you get up there and they've resolved their issue. And then you get somewhere else and they've resolved an issue. You get knocked down again. And then they're like, let's (laughs) go again. So every time Sora interacts with anyone in the movie, the issue's already playing out. He has no purpose to even meet these people. Right. He's just there to encounter it and witness it all. Yeah, but only like segments of it. But no, here, let's have you look for a broken snowman. That's what people are going (laughs) to enjoy. Oh, and that was another ridiculous aspect of this whole world was like one of the very first things was like Sora is on his own without Donald and Goofy and he encounters Olaf the snowman and he goes and tells Donald and Goofy, he's like, I just saw a walking snowman. And Donald's reaction was like, what? We all know snowman can't walk. And I'm like, I literally, as I was playing the game, I yelled out loud. I was like, shut the fuck up, you talking duck. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, are you kidding me? And so, yeah, the logic there. Spot on. Speaking of the talking duck, Donald spoke so slowly in this game for certain things. It drove yeah. me nuts. Like the the ingredient line is what kills me. That and he and he repeats it <laughs> over and over through the whole game. Yep, I think he was. I guess he's becoming an alcoholic and starting to slur his <laughs> words or something. Uh, I just love. I don't know how people can even voice act Donald Duck. Like how anybody's even ma- able to make those voices. Like I think it was a my brother and my brother and me bit where they're like, "Give me your best Donald Duck impersonation," and people just struggle with it so hard. Like I tried it myself, and I'm like, "Oh God, never doing that again," because it's not <laughs> even close. It just sounds like you're having a stroke or something or choking. Um, but no, kudos to them. But yeah, them talking slow. There was also I feel like on an ABTS we played uh Donald Duck singing a simple and clean and i feel like it's just a joke <laughs> anytime donald talks i start laughing like i feel like I, maybe that's by design but it's just so goofy oh god damn it Too many <laughs> i heard a goofy singing let it go <laughs> oh nice that, that sounds pretty amazing. good <laughs> oh dude that's fantastic um but yeah i agree it's funny how little sora's presence matters in the in the frozen world so that was another one to just kind of breeze through and if you haven't watched frozen you get the main gist of it next is the hundred acre wood and 
I noticed as I was playing, like, I was, like, unlocking, like, the regular trophies as you, like, progress through the story. It's like, oh, you beat Twilight Town. Oh, you beat Toy Story. This one, like, there was a trophy for beating 100 Acre Wood, and I never got that to pop before beating the game. So, it makes me wonder, do you have to beat all of the worlds in order to play through the end of the game? Or if if just 100 Acre Wood happens to be skippable? I think... 100, 100 Acre Wood is skippable. There's three different mini games that you have to complete, but they're the same game, but they're like slightly different. So okay, if, I did not do encounter three, them. Okay, yeah. What were they like? That well, it's all that that bejeweled thing where you're knocking the. It's like bubble burst. You bubble have burst. to shoot. You have to sh- first one is shooting vegetables at other vegetables. So you like line up pumpkins, you line up radishes and stuff, and you get points by breaking vegetables. <laughs> the second okay. one is the second one is fruit, grapes same and thing, apples. The exact same thing. Only now there's a river at the bottom, so you have to keep the stuff from rolling all the way down to the river. And the third one is flowers, and you're collecting honey pots and the flowers. Okay, hundred acre wood. It, did you guys enjoy it? At least it, it feels like that's another one that's been played out, and the only reason they bring that back is for the mini games. Yeah, that's one that we. I think we both agree that. If they're only going to put one game in it, I mean, it, it already has been done too many times. It didn't add anything. It wasn't worth bringing right. back. But if they had put more than one mini game in it, then it would have been fine. But they, there's one game. Yeah, that's bizarre. I'm surprised by that choice. So we can go right past that one. Next is the Caribbean. And I, okay, so I didn't like the first uh, encounter with Jack Sparrow and them in Kingdom Hearts 2 just because of that awful mechanic with like the pirates and stuff. Uh, And it also just felt like Barbosa was fucking impossible. Uh, But in this game, I I did enjoy uh, like the whole ship aspect of the game where you control your pirate ship and you're like actually like sailing the seas and encountering different like ships to battle there. What were your thoughts? And this is another one where it's like, like the story is this following the second movie because i think i saw the second movie but it wasn't really ringing a bell for me you said you you did not enjoy the ship no i did actually you did. Surprisingly. okay yeah. we enjoyed it too i thought that was one of the funner parts of the game because it felt like like the assassin's creed ship battles yeah it was very cool i didn't play assassin's creed so i can't like confirm if it's like that but i'll take your word for it it was just fun all, all around it's like a, a dumbed down version of it like there's only the one weapon and then you got your specials that'll just kill ships but it's it was fun um this is actually following the third movie third movie okay because yeah i did not see that one is that dead man's chest or no that's the second damn it <laughs> this is at at world's end i think okay like yep that. um but it i mean it's it covers two percent of the whole story it's a long movie well and didn't in kingdom hearts 2 the first one that was following the first movie if i'm yes. not mistaken so so we're following the first movie and now in this game we're following the third it's yeah. probably for the best the second one <laughs> wasn't that good yeah i i yeah i don't remember much from it but i just remember barbosa coming back and being like what the hell yeah that was the highlight of the movie <laughs> the last like five Two minutes. seconds yeah <laughs> yeah oh um, man but the the world itself i i feel like this was one of the better ones uh, it was kinda, definitely it was kind of long like it felt like it drug on a little bit, like collecting all the crabs and just, I don't know, it drug a little bit, but overall it looked really good. Yeah, I liked the way it looked. And I like the fact that it was more, it was different. So all the other ones, you just run around woods or big open areas. So this, you had the ships, 
you had to collect crabs to upgrade your ships. Then you could stop at all the islands and actually explore on foot like you normally would. I'm not a huge fan of the swimming underwater, but at least it wasn't too janky. Wasn't um, yeah, Kingdom, it wasn't Little Mermaid yeah, one, right? <laughs> so they I had, still uh, I enjoyed that somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so at least it had a lot of different elements to it. It's not just here run around for five hours in a big open area. So yeah, I agree. It definitely felt. Uh, it was just fun. I, I enjoyed that world thoroughly. I'm trying to remember what the final boss was. I do remember like the kind of climax of that world was like this fucking cyclone in the middle of the ocean and every, like the ships are on the middle of it, like shooting at each other. I thought that was really cool. I'm assuming that happens in the third movie. I just never saw that scene. Yeah, it does. Um, but the final boss was fighting Davy Jones jumping around the ship. That's right. Yep. Okay. I do recall. That wasn't too bad. Well, yeah, playing on easy, none of it was. Um, and that's the thing. I'm not sure if I will revisit this game on Proud. If you're saying that people are saying it's easy on Proud, maybe I will. I just, I'm not sure. I, uh, that's I the thing. I, f- I feel weird getting the Platinum for three and then like not getting it for two and a couple of the offshoots because like I did it for one, haven't done it for two because there's shitload I still need to do. And then it's like, oh, but I'm going to Platinum three. I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird. Well, I don't think. I mean, if you just want to play for the enjoyment, playing on a harder mode, for me personally, it doesn't add anything to the game. Um, okay. I, I've only ever played on harder modes for the trophy, which yeah. I've kind of started to, to honestly get tired of overall. Phase like, out. I think I'm yeah. kind of done. Uh, but yeah, like, I, like uh, for example, off topic just for a second, the Spider-Man game, uh, Marvel Spider-Man on PS4. Yeah. Probably my favorite game I've played this year so far like it's it's, it came out last year but i didn't get it till christmas uh but it's super fun i beat it i got all the trophies i had a blast and then they they unlocked a new game plus and a hard like an ultimate difficulty so immediately i replayed it kept all my stuff but i had it wasn't too bad with all the upgrades but it was it was not fun it was just for a stupid trophy and now i'm like i shouldn't have done that i was like i made myself sour on the game a little bit because i forced myself to play this mode that wasn't enjoyable yeah, for me. I know what you mean. And I, I just get in the, sometimes I do feel like it would be nice to prove that I can get the trophy, but then the whole journey to do that is just like so unenjoyable that you're like, fuck, why did I put myself through this? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so I don't know if proud me personally, I will not play it on proud. Um, even if they made more trophies, I don't think I'd do it. Uh, okay. But I forget the original question. Oh, no, it's all good. I do, too, actually. But that's the thing. So the Caribbean, though, I feel like that wraps up. That was definitely a highlight of the game. Surprising, because I would have never anticipated me being like, that's one of my favorite worlds. Um, And then last of the Disney worlds, before we get to, like, the the Keyblade graveyard and, like, the grand finale, is San Francisco, which is another Disney movie I never saw, The Big Hero 6. I thought it was really funny how these characters meet and they're like, yeah, we're Big Hero 6. And Sora's immediate resp- response is just like, yeah, well, we're Keyblade Hero 3. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> nice, Sora. Like, what the hell is that? So, I don't know. That was pretty, just, I don't know, cute. Yeah, the movie is definitely worth watching. It's actually one of our favorite Disney movies. It's oh, nice. extremely funny. It's really well done. Uh, so, this is one we we're both looking forward to a lot. And unfortunately, especially after Pirates, that was such a big world with so much to do. This one, it forces you through. It doesn't give you any time to explore. It just kicks you out of the world. And then you're, you're yeah. at the end. Like it just, and, the, and the city itself was boring. It was just a big open area with nothing special about it. 
Nothing, not, not anything whatsoever. And then the quest is pretty much like, oh, well, like all the heroes have been like individually captured, go save them. And I just found that to be like a pain in the ass with like these, what were they called? Like something cubes, like shadow cubes or something. And, and then, you have to like, was it microbots? Yeah. They were like microbots. Or, well, microbots yeah. is from the movie. They called them something different with like a cube here because they were a little bit different. Oh. But it's like, oh, someone stole my technology from the movie and now they're making a bad version of it go stop it yay uh, <laughs> basically so yeah it was just i didn't really enjoy that too much there it, i don't know the, the, i also don't know the characters that well so i wasn't relating with this world as much as i would have liked but uh it was interesting because you've never really seen sora in like a, a modern day city environment but speaking of that we'll get to like the secret ending i thought that was interesting but anyway uh any other thoughts on San Francisco before we maybe move on to like the the Keyblade Graveyard and the, uh, the conclusion of this game? The uh, the random hey look is that Riku who's the bad guy at the end of it? Yeah, it's, it's fact, a, the replica from Chain of Memories that yes, it is the castle. Like what? Why? I'm so glad you brought that up because I I remember as that happened, I'm like, why does this always happen? Sora's just like doing his thing, being a good boy, and fucking <laughs> Riku shows up and just like, I'm your enemy now. And I'm like, dude, aren't we best friends? But it's like, oh, wait, you're not the real Riku. Yeah, you're the replica from Chain of Memories, which I'm thinking to myself, he's still around? I guess so. But like, th- that's another like it, proof of them trying to bring everything back together. It's like anybody that they ever introduced, including the re- replica Riku, they're like, what's he been up to? He's going to have to make an appearance in Kingdom Hearts 3. And of course, he's being a dick still. It's like, no, well, dude, I just... thought that he actually turned out to be nice, because like, he wanted just to protect Naminé, so at the end of Chain of Memories, like, he wasn't actually bad and hateful towards Sora anymore, so he kind of turned out to be okay at the end of that game yeah. and i remember that a bad guy again just yeah he's for just on a whim yeah i think it's like oh well he still has the darkness inside him or something <laughs> and like <laughs> and didn't like riku one of the earlier moments in the game when they're in the dark world like he was like talking to like his inner like dark Riku or something, or was that him talking to the replica? I I don't know. That whole stuff just confuses me. Where there's like multiple Rikus on screen, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I feel like it was the replica. Okay, I thought it was just like a part of the darkness that he left in the dark world when he left. Because you remember how he had been dark when he was pretending to be Ansem and stuff. So I thought it was just his inner here. Because later on, he ends up having to fight the replica Riku. Yeah, I was wondering if it was what you just explained, but I also was wondering is like, or does he have a connection with the replica that it's like he can just in his heart like communicate with him or something because it's like they're the same person and they look the exact same. So who knows? Yeah, we're gonna start Speaking of looking exactly s- the same. Roxas and uh, <laughs> God damn it, uh, Ventus. Ventus. Yeah. Oh man, they are so identical, and they both end up coming back. But we'll get there. <laughs> we're gonna start this day off with a migraine. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Out. Oh man, I I asked Brent if he wanted to be on this, and I know it would have been at like 10 a.m. for him. And I'm like, I don't know if you want to start your ba- day on such a bad note. <laughs> so I think <laughs> it's a good thing that he's not here. But shout out to Bren. Uh, he's probably losing his mind hearing this episode, being like, "You guys are all crazy." <laughs> but I guess we can kind of get to the Keyblade Graveyard and the conclusion and like kind of get to like the whole actual storyline of Kingdom Hearts because so far it has just been miscellaneous Disney shit that means absolutely nothing. So the game starts off with like you see a scene where it's Master Ericus and Xehanort as younger individuals playing chess and it's like they kind of 
hint at that the whole time, like that basically like, oh, well, it looks like Xehanort wins, but then miraculously somehow like the light had some kind of power that they weren't expecting and the light wins. And I honestly don't know. And that's the thing. If you're someone who's just like, oh, I'm going to play Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, and now I'll play 3, not even acknowledging the offshoots, you're like, who the fuck's Master Ericus? I think he was introduced in Birth by Sleep. Um, he's like the Keyblade Master training Aqua Ventus and Terra. Um, and yeah, if you played Birth by Sleep, uh, that's where Xehanort, he's also not introduced. Well, I guess the, the original Xehanort is introduced because is he like the one that all the others derive from? Um, Mostly? I kind of, I don't think like he trained Ericus, obviously, but I think. But like he, he's behind the bad guy in one. The Yes. Yeah. He's, or whatever. It's because of him. Future self to the past of the future and the different worlds and the now they're making nobody to make a heartless to, to make a body uh, to steal somebody to pretend to be somebody else so he can be everywhere at once. Yeah. Wow, dude, that <laughs> I know that makes no sense to anybody, but it made a hundred percent sense for Kingdom Hearts. So <laughs> that helped me very much. I'd, I'd ask you to repeat it, but I don't know if we could. <laughs> but. Um, so yeah, it's those are the characters that it like boils down to at the end of the day where it's like uh your the final boss is Xehanort, but it's also his nobody Xemnas and it's also his heartless Xehanort. I I don't know like if that's the right name for him, but anyway, uh it was that's one thing I do want to give the game credit for was like how are you going to top the ending of Kingdom Hearts 2? To me, that was one of the coolest, most climactic endings ever. They're just like, I know, we'll just have the endings of Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2 in this. We'll just have them face all the different bosses they ever faced at once. And it's like, oh shit, well that is pretty insane. So yeah, you team up with the remaining like individuals. Like, I think there's like a count of seven of you. Donald and Goofy aren't even involved in this. They're like, oh, you're not a half pint without us anymore or something inspirational. And they're like, you can handle this yourself, Sora. So you go off with the other Warriors of Light, which is Mickey, Riku, Kyrie, uh, Terra, Aqua, and Ventus. Is there anybody else, or is that... Well, you, you kind of jumped ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, feel free, because I'm all over the place. All right, so you get there. You have to get Aqua first. Yeah, so you get Aqua, and that's the big... That's one of the big things I was looking forward to, because Aqua is my favorite character in all the games. Um, yeah, she is pretty cool. Yeah, and then... So she turns evil, because she's stuck down there for over 10 years, and then it's like literally one fight, and she's like, I'm back. It's yeah like okay could have been like way better i don't know it could have been uh more heartfelt it was it was so quick and um, then it's like oh let's go wake up ventus because i know where he's sleeping yeah then you go wake up ventus and then which he's in castle oblivion of all places i thought that was like interesting i guess it makes sense because it's like no one's gonna look there they'll lose all their memories and yeah in the secret ending of birth by sleep like if you get all the stuff in the journal, that's that's the final movie. Is she takes him there, uh, but it's it's actually the land of departure and birth by sleep. You know, like the land they all lived in. Uh, and that yes. So it after it gets taken away and Ericus dies, that that world starts transforming, and it becomes that that castle. Um, so that's actually their home world. So they yeah, she puts him in there and locks him in, and she's the only one that can get him out. Is that the world Kyrie was originally from too? Uh, no, no, no. Radiant that's Garden. Radiant Garden. Radiant, yeah, yeah, okay. Not trying to confuse them. Okay. So then you get back, uh, and you're fighting them all, and then it looks like everyone dies. 
Yeah, yeah you go what to the, the Keyblade fuck? graveyard, <laughs> yeah. and there's a whole bunch of enemies. They play on that Thousand Heartless War from 2, because they're like, people love that scene, let's do it again. But somehow, it wasn't even that good. No, it wasn't even epic. It, it was. It just felt like I'm doing this again, and it didn't have the same, like, I don't know, like, weight to it. Yeah. I'm not sure how to describe it. It was kind of closed in, and then spamming pirate ship, pirate ship. Pirate ship. <laughs> and you, yeah, and then you don't even kill, like, all of them. Like, at least, like, in the fr- the first time you encounter, like, a thousand of them, like, you literally defeat all of them. I think after a while, it just, like, fades out. And it's like, yeah, you did a good enough job. Yeah, it just ends. So that was disappointing. So then uh, you look around after it ends, and you realize all your people are just standing back to back, holding their swords, not hitting anybody, because why pay for a cutscene to have anyone do anything else? <laughs> <laughs> then uh, you have a giant tornado of Heartless, and you summon the power of the cell phone game, and people get knocked out and die. Oh yeah, and all the da- all the specials you're using are the names of, I guess, like the top thousand players or something. That was fucking cool. That was I gotta cool. give them credit. That was really like it felt like Summer Wars to me, where like if anyone's familiar with the movie Summer Wars, like all these people like working together. Uh, it's very much like Spirit Ball from or Spirit Bomb from Dragon Ball Z. Like it's like give me your power, and everyone's like, I don't know. That was cool as fuck because yeah, it's the name of all these previous Keyblade wielders. I was like, what is going on here? I feel like that honestly should have been the finale. Um, yeah. Because it was so epic. It was so good. And then you finish it and then everyone dies anyway. Like it immediately just goes to shit. Like, yeah, so that it, was crazy. It took away the impact. Died. Yeah. Um, also speaking, this, this Keyblade Graveyard, this is the last five hours of the game. The story doesn't start until the last five hours of the game. That's what exactly. that's another thing. The pacing was garbage. It was. It was all these unnecessary Disney shit, and it's just because I feel like they can't make a full game out of just the story we're talking about right now. It, it took like an hour to even get to this point. They needed the yeah, like they could have just taken. It's like you're saving like before Sora dies, like you're you're saving these people, and then they're like, oh, they're back together, yay! And then immediately you reunite the next trio, and then the next one, and then you save. Kai. It, it gives you no time to process any emotion for these characters. Even if you've played all the games and you know them for years, like anyone who's new to this, I feel bad for them because. So oh, I don't no. Know yeah, you can't follow is. at all. Yeah, you'd, you'd be super confused by the end of this game. But no, for me, I definitely agree. You don't have time to process it. But it it definitely hit me, though, because I'm like, man, I do have certain emotions attached to these this particular group of people. So it's like, yeah, what? Well, there's the, the Terra Ventus Aqua. Like they get reunited yeah. again. That Nominee was beautiful. Back. Yeah, and then, yeah, Nominee comes back. Everything gets, it feels like it gets resolved. I feel like all these people that have been separated have been brought together. But then something absolutely crazy happens, and this is like, I don't know if we're there just yet, but to me, this is like the main question I've been dying to ask anybody who's played this game, haven't heard any input on this, but what the fuck happens to Kyrie? Oh, well, they they spend the whole game... turning her into a keyblade wielder and she's going to kick ass and then they decide no just make her a plot point she gets kidnapped again she's pointless like the the one that's one thing i was looking forward to big time was seeing lee and Kyrie actually fight alongside you i thought you're gonna get to play as them and like save sora or something but no they decide no she's just kidnap her again pointless yeah, and lee even had some cool ass like flaming keyblade instead of like his axle like circular blades but oh man so yeah she's a, a mess uh but so 
I'm going to let one of you guys explain what happens, like, because I feel like I'm already getting, like, ahead of myself. Well, <laughs> Sora, I, I know Sora, like, basically dies. But yeah, after you get lost to the darkness and all your people are lost to the darkness and he's hanging around like some astral plane talking to some weird cat and sprites, that's where you find out Naminé's spirit is there. Yeah. You agree to help her try and get back, and then she says that she can still feel Terra's spirit strong, and she'll try and help pull him to help you out. So. That's one thing I have to say while you guys are here. Terra's voice actor, I just feel like I hear Corey's voice every time he's talking. I don't know why, but I was like, <laughs> did you voice him, Corey? <laughs> really? Yeah, no, for real. I just Every time I hear Terra talk, I'm like, it's Corey. <laughs> oh, sweet. No, I didn't notice. <laughs> Awesome. Definitely, you should uh, you should uh, apply for it next time if that guy doesn't if they if they don't have enough money for the budget. Sweet, I'm cheap. Um, <laughs> so you can run around and you can talk to little sprites to get hints of people who've been lost to darkness and whatever. And I guess Sora's will's just too strong; he won't be lost to it. So then you run around and you pick up fragments of Sora, and then you oh, go to some right. floating cube and you pick up a hundred more fragments of Sora in a weird anti-gravity cube thing that, that was dumb. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that was not enjoyable. No, it's it stopped the the pacing dead there. Yeah, like, it's like why why are we doing this? And then you end up being able to escape, and you have to go save your eight friends or whatever, that's, reclaim that's their right. hearts. That's before that. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it like kind of like you get a chance to like redo it instead of dying? Yeah, basically. So then it kind of, after you save your eight friends, it resets the the time somehow. Kyrie pulls you back somehow. I don't know why. She's just floating around yeah, there. Get, uh, yeah. Um, so she pulls you back into the graveyard area and you get to redo that final fight but instead of using the whole keyblades from the cell phone game now you get swamped and yin sid actually shows up and does something and makes a pass so you can run through and fight the actual organization 13 yeah i thought that was interesting seeing him show up i'm like why the fuck don't you help out more then yeah (laughs) yep oh man he's basically like everyone do shit for me (laughs) <laughs> so then much. we get to the labyrinth, and you have to fight each group of people. You help Riku stop a couple of people. His thing doesn't really resolve. I think you fight Zigbar, and then Zigbar's like, you don't know what you're doing, and then disappears. Which his character apparently has a much bigger role than anybody anticipated. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. I like that. That was interesting. Yeah, he's the one that apparently the master of masters from the movie from the cell phone game like gave the keyblade and the box to like originally. Which and was- that's the thing. Okay, this box we're gonna get to that at some point, especially towards the end here. But what the fuck? I feel like not- this whole time Maleficent and her whole storyline is like, yeah, we're interested in this box. None of your questions get answered. It was just like, why even just fucking talk about it if you're not even gonna address it? Right? She shows up in three worlds saying, I wonder if the box is here and the disappears. <laughs> they- she wasn't eating. <laughs> <laughs> like Pete, dig in this random hole, and then he gets and wait, two feet in, and it's not here. Let's go. And this is very much like soap opera shit. But like, didn't Maleficent get her ass kicked by us like twice already? Now, like, she, I don't know how these characters keep coming back. Her character, and it's the same as the movie. Is if you remember her, she revives. It's, it's basically if you think about her, she comes back. So you should kill her and then kill yourself to make sure she never comes back. I probably, uh, and that's why. <laughs> That's that's why in the second game when they're like the crow drops her cloak off to the three fairies and they're like, Oh, that's Maleficent and then the one cuts her off, like, no, we're not supposed to think about her, like, and that's oh, why she comes back. So those wow. fairies fucked everything up. 
It's good wow, they gave dude. you some clothes, otherwise they would have been pointless. They were pointless anyway. That explains that, though, because I had no understanding of it. Oh, yeah. But uh, the box, actually, I talked to Amanda way before the game came out. This is the one question that I had. My biggest, I want to know what's in the box. That's all I cared about. That's all I wanted to know. And they don't answer it. They just leave it. I'm not going to wait another 15 years for the next freaking game. Like, I don't care anymore. But then they, they, they tease it the whole game, though. The, the whole game they tease it, like you're going to find out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and this was advertised as the conclusion to the series or something. I'm it's, like, no, it was it's like very much a cliffhanger. The Dark Arc or some, I forget yeah. the name. The, apparently it has an official name for now, the, that, the trilogy. Now or, they finished it, they're like, quick, make a name for yeah, it. Yeah, the Dark Star or whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I, I'm not, I will, I'm sure I'll get all the games that come out, but. I officially like have lost interest because I don't. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to be retired by the time the next game comes out. I'm yep, not- I know what you mean, man. It's not even cool. It'll be like my grandkids are playing Kingdom Hearts yeah. Four, and I'll be like, I wish I still cared. <laughs> um, uh, it's very much like an Attack on Titan situation too. I remember when I started that show, they were like, "Oh, there's something in the main character's basement or some shit," which is like the big thing that everyone wants to know. And then, like, seasons go by, and it just never gets answered. And I'm like, why would you do that to us? I feel like, isn't that the whole point of the show? And it was like, oh, no, they gave up on that. Like, and I was like, what? They're like, oh, we forgot to think about it. Just just ignore it. Maybe yeah, one exactly. day we'll come up with a good idea for it. Exactly. So that's bullshit. So, oh, man, that's frustrating. Anyway. So after Riku, then you say, help out Mickey, fight people. I don't think there's anything that important there. Then you run into, I think, Kyrie and Lee fighting Marluxia and Larxene and some Which else. was cool. Yeah, like they're bringing back the main boss from Chain of Memories. They got some more organization members. I just liked the, as you go help the different cliques of characters, mm-hmm. the people that you were fighting were like big enemies that you've encountered before, for the most part. So uh, Lee gets beat up while Kyrie's just sitting there. And <laughs> then... He almost gets killed, but somehow, surprise, Shion's there and she stops him from a killing blow. And it's like, why? Yeah, where'd she come from? And I thought it was awesome, but it's also like, whoa. And then she's <laughs> like, this used to be my friend. You can't kill him. And then he's like, once a puppet, always a puppet, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, Ansem decides to kidnap Kyrie, And then Sora's like, wait, that's my girlfriend. And then it's like, oh, we have to refight this group of people. Now... Um, wait, Roxas shows up out of nowhere because somebody had a body stashed somewhere in the mansion, apparently, and he shows up just in time because he pops out of your chest because you're concerned about Lee and Xion. Yeah, the the organization makes these vessels that apparently are just like human bodies that don't have a a heart. And then and there was one of them. I forget whose vessel like I guess they lost a heart, but they had like a vessel left over and they're like, well, we're going to save this for Roxas. I guess. Yeah, something like that. Or they use it for nominee, the one that they gave to the people in the thing. So really just Roxas pops out of Sora because of emotion. Yeah, I I guess. But he has a body now. Uh, yeah. sure. Sure, why not? That works. Same thing with uh, Kyrie hugging the Heartless and turning him into Sora. How'd that happen? Okay, <laughs> it, it just did. Basically, just don't don't question it's it or it falls of, apart. It's because of plot. I'm going to give Jiminy a cricket a call after this. <laughs> so then you get to fight with Shion and Roxas on your team because Lee is sitting there on the ground and Kyrie got kidnapped. 
Uh, that's so just not cool. I feel like I was ex- looking forward to Kyrie becoming a strong character that's going to be badass in her own regard. And yeah, she's just very much like, oh no, I got kidnapped again. Right. She wasn't even doing any fights in that cutscene either. She's just standing there and all of a sudden guys behind her is like, I'm taking this. Bye. Yeah. What would have been cool is if Sora got kidnapped and Kyrie saved. That's what they should have done. Or when <laughs> when real. Sora dies, like have Kyrie, you know, work it so you play as her for a little while and she's serious like, oh i would have flipped the fuck out man they need to hire us for the next story <laughs> meeting <laughs> and then even that fight like you, you didn't get to play as roxas or Shion. like you're mm-hmm. you're still sora and then they're kind of running around as your three party members to help beat up the the organization but after you beat those three or two enemies there it's like okay sora needs to run on ahead Roxas, Shion, and Lee are like, we're going to stay here and do a group hug. Bye. Okay, yeah. on to the next story plot. Like, that's it. That's all we get to see for the resolution of Roxas, who you've actually teased at a little bit of this game. Where did he come from? Why did Shion just now decide to turn on? What? Where did she come from? Does anyone even care about her? Yeah, I. there's plenty of questions that I that I didn't really even ask. I was just like, oh, they're here. I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, and didn't we fight Venetus at some point? Or is that, that was during when the Roxas? That was when you're saving Ventus. Yeah. Uh, okay, you that's fight her. Right. Yeah. Oh, that was another thing. Um, you get to play as Aqua, which I was so happy. And then she gets her ass kicked. Like, it's because you... <laughs> All this time, like she's she's in the darkness and that, and she's really strong. She's actually a master, and uh, you you get to play as her. And Sora's like, "No, don't!" And she's like, "No, you get to see what I can do." And then she loses. Well, no, she wins, but then she decides well, you, to you take win. a bullet to the chest, basically, because she doesn't yeah. want Ventus to get hit. It's just I don't know. She yeah. should have been like OP as hell and destroyed him. Like, yeah, not, absolutely. Not a oops, little girl got hurt again. Yeah, Aww. and Vanitas yeah. gets away. <laughs> So, well, I guess we're kind of to the final fight, are we not? Yeah. Uh, the the Ansem, Zemnis, and Young Xehanort. Um, I thought that was a really, not challenging boss fight, but I thought what, one thing that is worth mentioning is as you beat them individually, like, the cutscenes will, like, happen, and it's like, well, I'm really glad that the other two people I'm fighting, like, <laughs> vehemently this. right now are, yeah, just taking a break to just let us have this <laughs> moment right now. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of, it. the flow didn't feel genuine during that, but it, it felt necessary to kind of have the the conclusion for each villain. Yeah. Um. But yes, and then I guess they they're sending all, like, these, like, tornadoes of keyblades at you and shit and uh, if you've ever played kingdom hearts 2 the Zemnis fights the way you would expect him to he's sending all these fucking lasers at you and shit and it's it's very reminiscent of what you're familiar with was there anything that stood out to you in that fight um i'm actually having trouble that was um you get riku and mickey and you're fighting to try and get to old xehanort to save kairi Yes. And so you have uh, oh, Ansem. Mine's jumping just at the old Xehanort fight. Yeah, now this is the one where you fight Ansem, Zemnis, and young Xehanort. Oh, and yeah. The three of them. And one, like, teleports around lasers. Yeah. One has the big, like, It was pretty hectic. Um, yeah. It was, it was, there's not really a good strategy, I think. Yeah, just pick one and go for them. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, that was my strategy, uh, 100%. Um, and that's another thing about, I, I'm sure it, 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 maybe it doesn't change, but at least playing on easy difficulty some of the bosses their health bars like there was literally like i think i counted there was like over a dozen different like health bars that you have to go through i'm like holy shit they really 
up that. Yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. And that's one thing I feel like we didn't mention, but I, at this point, I'm pretty sure it's already happened in the story. Doesn't Kyrie get struck down? No. Well, at the very end, when you're trying to get to her, something happens and then. That's okay. That's what I'm trying to get at. So this is the my biggest question. I'm like, did she die? And it sure as fuck seems like it because it looked like this one character just hits her with a keyblade and she just bursts into nothingness and Sora is just like devastated. Yeah. After you beat the three guys, then you see old Xehanort sitting there just holding her or whatever. And he's like, give her back. And he's like, nah, and hits her with a keyblade in the back and she like disintegrates into light or something. So and, she dies, yeah. but of course, not really. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. So that's, I, I to me, I think, to, I, okay. I'm not sure what happens with her character. Is that resolved in this, the end of this game? Yeah. Kind yes, of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well then I, I'm interested to hear what happens there. Cause to me this whole time I was like, even as the game's playing out, like the final cutscenes and shit, like all these characters are coming back. It's like he saved everybody. And, but I'm like, and they're like about to close Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, but what about Kyrie? Are you guys like, uh, where is she at this point? <laughs> what, what are your thoughts? Well, after, after he gets rid of Kyrie, that's when he opens the actual Kingdom Hearts and he like disappears into it and it goes to like the old, what was a big city of the past, the white one. And you have yeah. to fight like 13 versions of them. So Sora, Donald, and Goofy go there and fight Xehanort one more time to actually try and stop them. And all the Keyblade wielders are just sitting there shooting beams of light into the sky to try and keep Kingdom Hearts from opening too far, I guess. Yeah, I like that Donald and Goofy came back for that fight because they're like, we're still your buds. Right. Yeah, well, they open. he opens Kingdom Hearts finally, which is the big thing this whole game, like, or the series. Uh and they finally explains what it does, and I guess it's a reset button for the universe. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. But I don't know why he'd care to do that. And then that's like that's been his whole ambition. I just remembered my one of the things I hated. His whole ambition, his whole life, where he, he spanned across decades, his decades he sent, he sent, sending time-traveling versions of himself. To, uh, so he could make this happen. <laughs> yeah, and then you you beat him, and you're like, hey... Don't do that. And he's like, <laughs> you're right. He's like, I'm tired. You're right. <laughs> and like, it was so, I was like, you're kidding me. They redeemed Xehanort, this dude who's who's orchestrated the whole thing. This whole thing. Yep. It just decides like, that. oh, yeah, okay. No, oh. you're right. That is such a cop out. And there's plenty, I feel like I can't think of another example, but there's plenty of other stories stories in media where it is very much like yeah i'm the main bad guy i've been setting out to do this one thing this whole time and then at the very end they're like maybe i shouldn't and it's just like <laughs> wait why expend so much energy on this yeah like it's it's just a, it's weak writing it's we should have murdered that guy or at least you're right not have him like apologize or like when eric has somehow just his spirit shows up and the guy gets like stunned he should have had like a little fight between them or whatever and he should have just fallen over dead i don't know yeah disappeared into nothing push him into the darkness to get lost forever do something with him other than a whole oh you know what this isn't working out for me all my best laid plans i'm done i give up good job guys you win yeah yeah that's crazy uh and then isn't there like i'm recalling one of the things that like really made me 
happy was like the one of the final cutscenes where they're on the island again and it was just like the whole cast of characters everybody minus Kyrie and I was like well, uh, I'm happy but if Kyrie is there I'd be completely happy but I felt like that whole scene I'm just like what is this ever going to resolve what you, happened to her you missed like you missed some of this you missed movie. yeah like at, okay at the end of that scene they're all happy and playing beach ball and yeah, they're playing like frisbee and, and nominees there talking to people and Roxas is there with his three friends and the birth by sleep trio is all there. So everyone's just yeah, having like a beach party. Everyone's there. So then they look over at that tree and they see Kyrie and Sora there. I saw that, I but I didn't think that was real. I honestly thought it, that was just like a figment of their imagination. No, it was real, and they're sharing the fruit or whatever, and then Sora disappears. Uh, and it's just Kyrie there just crying. Kyrie there. Which that makes no sense, because she was the one that's missing. Well, Where'd he, he go then? He, at the end, after he beat Xehanort, um, and they go back to the world and they've closed Kingdom Hearts, he tells the other people that he's going after Kyrie. It all started with her getting lost. He's not going to lose her again. He's going into the world of darkness or whatever, and he's going to find her. And they try and talk him out of it. And Mickey's like, I'll go with you in this stuff. He's like, no, I have to do this alone. And I'm not going to drag anyone into this with me goodbye i'm getting her back and so everyone's like all right good luck and so then he disappears into the darkness or the kingdom hearts wherever she went so he could go try and rescue her and then it doesn't show anything else till that point with them sitting on the tree and he's like a figment of the imagination or her wishing he was there and then he disappears but she's the only one that's there so somehow he got her out well well, okay that i guess that makes sense but to me it seems like maybe He's out there looking for her, and she's just on the island. It's like, Sora, come home. <laughs> uh, well, I think she wasn't there to start. I think that was him bringing her back. And like when they looked up, they had just got back. And that's why Donald's all like happy and starts to run over there or something. Yeah, okay. like they had just him. appeared, and they were like, oh, crap, there's Kyrie. She's back. And uh, Sora was there, got to spend like five seconds with her, and then he's gone. Um, I just don't understand where he went. That's so well, bizarre he, to me. Okay, so this this plays into a little bit earlier where some of the organization guys were telling him, you're not going to last. You keep spending your energy like saving people. You're going to basically kill yourself doing this. And he's like, I don't care. This is, this is like, that playing out. What do out. you know, basically? Yeah, so he, he's gone, I guess, I don't know. Xehanort could be redeemed, uh, but I guess Sora somehow used too much energy. and, and He was too good. He was too good. He, he's too good of health and he's he spent the last of his whatever to save and bring Kyrie back knowing it was going to kill himself so basically he sacrificed himself to bring her back um so it is the end of the series to me well, i thought there was no, room no it's, more. it's well then there's the secret movie if that was okay if yes. that was the end i was actually pissed because i'm like two things why the hell did Xehanort have a happy ending and they're going to kill Sora? That was like, yeah, that pissed me off. Yeah, what the fuck? Okay, yeah, I never saw it in that <laughs> light until just now. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. And then there's what's in the fucking box. I'm so, I'm like, if yeah. this credits end and it doesn't tell me what's in the box, I'm going to be pissed. And of course it never does. I think dude opens it and looks. Well, yeah, then it. it has the little movie of uh, Zigbar went back to wherever he's just sitting in the gr- graveyard with the box and the keyblade with the stupid eye on it and then he somehow summons some of the original masters from thousands of years prior that had like each job from the master of masters so he like summons four or five of them one of them's missing and he said oh she had a different job to perform so she's not available so then they're all there like why are why'd you bring us here 
and he's like, oh, we have a job to do or because I was playing around and then he like opens the box or he looks at the box or he brought it back. I don't know. Maybe Sora's in the box. I don't know. Sora. Yeah, I think it's a dick and it's just going to be a big joke at the end. Like, My dick in a box. Um, I, that's the thing. It's just frustrating that they tease this like big plot point that never gets answered. So it does feel like there could be more Kingdom Hearts in store, but our, my question to you, do you ever anticipate any follow-up game to involve Sora? Yes, yes uh, especially because... Of the I, secret ending. If, if the secret ending was different, I would think, no, this is probably the end for Sora. But the fact of what that is, and, and that's something I definitely want to talk about, is the secret ending. Yeah, um, and is there multiple secret endings? No. I saw the one called Yozora that's or it. something. Yeah, that's okay, it. That's okay. so I have seen that before we started the call. Explain what your thoughts were on that. Um, well, just to finish up real quick. Uh, so the the guy said there will, this is not the last Kingdom Hearts, um, but it's supposed to kind of be the finale of this arc story. So there's definitely going to be more he's making. Um so it's definitely going to continue, but I don't know. But uh, I was going to say that's good, but I'm not sure now. Yeah, like <laughs> how long like, is it going to take? You know, like yeah, it's just, what tangent are they going to do next time? Yeah, are they yep. going to? If they don't, I want to know what's in the box. If they rush everything to a conclusion. Yeah. And looking at their history with how complex things get needlessly, it's like, oh god, try to tone it back a little, guys. Yeah, make it make sense. Yeah. Um. So the Yazora secret movie. So you see Sora. He's in like kind of a real world looking area. Um, and then Riku's there too. And then you see the, the dude that was in that Square Enix game. From the Toy Story From thing. The that Axiom like, or uh, whatever it was called. Uh, yeah. Ven- oh, Ventus yes. Rex. Y- yes, the in-game that. game that was very much like a Final Fantasy yes. looking game. Yeah. yeah. So you see Riku, Sora, and that guy there. Uh, so a lot of people are confused. At first we were like, oh, is it like a real world? Or did he get transported to the real life? Kind of like. I don't know if you ever played it, but looks the, like Tokyo. No, Shibuya. It, it was Shibuya. Yeah. Um, okay. I was wondering if that was New York City, but I guess not. No, okay. it's it's Shibuya, and the the big tell is that there's a tower that I think said 106 on it, and I guess there's a famous tower that has it's like a 107 or 105. And it has those numbers on it in the real life Shibuya. Um, and do you remember the first world of Dream Drop Distance where you're running around with those characters and they have like the timers on their hands? Um, yeah. Okay. So that's from a game called The World Ends With You. Yeah. I've actually played it. I, I thought that was cool seeing Neku in that game interacting with Sora because I was like, you guys look so similar. <laughs> yes. So I think that that is there because the tower he looked up at in the movie said 106. And in the game, oh, it has that tower. So, and it makes sense because if, if you remember that game's all about they're fighting off the Reaper, they're playing the game to stay alive. So if yep. Sora's dead, you know, sorta, maybe he's in that limbo with that game. Oh and wow, Riku that would be a cool tie-in. And yeah, we think yeah. Riku's going there to save him. Um, and then for some reason, Ventus Rex guy is there. We have no idea he's, why. Yeah, right. Uh, but that's it's definitely Shibuya because of that 106 tower. That's that's definitely that's that's a fact. Um, that is so cool. And I remember people were really excited when Dream Dot Distance was like announced and coming out that the World Endless View was even in the game because there, there's a big fan base there. Yeah, like it, they re they re released it on the Switch. Oh, it's on my wish list. I haven't played it ever, but I, this game made me want to play it. Uh, I've played it 
on my phone and maybe a little bit on the original DS, but I never beat it. I maybe got like three or four hours into it. I have to admit the gameplay is just different that it, you just have to be in the, like the right mindset to really get into it. But it was enjoyable. The music specifically was like really good. Um, and the characters were fun. I, I want to revisit it myself. I think I, I have it on my phone, so I might load that up just to see what it was like again. Nice. Um, so yeah, it, that's that's our best guess. The 106 is like the biggest tell for it, I think. But it's like obviously, it's just a guess. They haven't said anything, yeah. and right now you're just looking at the speculation. There's some people that are adamant, thinking that you somehow the world from that in-game video game is real, and you end up there, and that's kind of like a that's why that one character is there, because otherwise you don't know. Um, yeah, and they're thinking maybe it's a hint at the next game that's going to be all Final Fantasy worlds and because there was none here and as, as great as oh, that I feel shit. like that's just wishful thinking yeah, as great yeah, as that, really that sounds there's no way they would I don't think they do that uh, I don't think so either that would be I dope as hell love though. it yeah no that's a fan, phenomenal uh, suggestion and I feel like if they had any understanding of what their fans want they might play around with I that wish idea, they would at least do one don't. Final Fantasy world like, fine do eight Disney but just do we've one we've been saying that since the first, first game yeah, like I wish you could oh, run yeah, around Midgar. If it was like nine or yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would love Lindblom, to just, anything. oh man, for real. But okay, I think that's like the overall spoiler cast for Kingdom Hearts 3. Maybe if there's anything we want to discuss uh, just in the Kingdom Hearts universe before we wrap this up. Uh, so overall, if you could give it a score out of 10, what do you think you would personally give it? Before this conversation, I easily was in the 9 or 10 range, but I definitely have come to understand some of the valid complaints. I think for anybody who's not a diehard fan, this is easily a 7 or an 8. But if you are a big fan and you have played all the games, I understand giving it like an 8 or a 9. I still think I'm going to give it a 9 because I enjoyed it thoroughly. But I do, I don't know, there's there's a lot of things that, opportunities that were missed and the weight made it like unbearable. Yeah. Well, uh, first off, I want to apologize because... I hope we didn't taint your view on it. That's not, that wasn't the <laughs> yeah, intention. We, we were actually <laughs> thinking, even if we didn't love it so much, like, I really hope Doug enjoyed it because yeah, he's we, been looking forward yeah. to it. He's talked about it. I hope he has a blast with it. I did. I really did. Good. We're, we're happy. And, and we enjoyed it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a fun game, but I, I don't know if it's the expectations of all the previous games. Like, I didn't expect it to be the greatest of all of them. I didn't, I didn't no. go in thinking, Oh, this has been made for ten years. This better be like the greatest game of all time. I, but I'd, for a game that's been in development for that long, it should have been more. higher. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I definitely had those thoughts. <laughs> I feel like honestly, if I'm being like, and I've had weeks now to mull it over and and think about it, and I honestly, I think I'd rate it a six and a half out of ten. Okay, that's fair. Um, no, and that's yeah. an honest review. I, I feel I feel bad because I want to give it a higher score because a lot of it was so fun. But just for me. And Amanda, I think the negatives kind of like balance Outweighed. out the positives too much. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, it's coming from a true fan. So it shows that hopefully there's room for improvement in four. Do you think that's another question I have? Do you really think if they come out with another game, it will be Kingdom Hearts 4 or it will be an offshoot or just a new title? They'll basically just be like Kingdom Hearts colon some other offshoot name. I'm betting there'll be one more offshoot and then maybe start the next if they do, if they want to do another trilogy, I'm betting there'll be one offshoot and then start the next thing. And that offshoot's probably going to be a rehash of one of the other games because why oh, make an original God, you're story? Right. <laughs> yeah, no, really, it's just going to be Kingdom Hearts 3 all over again. Yeah, final mix. <laughs> there we go. 
All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. I'm really glad to have been able to have you guys of all people to come on to the show and uh, talk Kingdom Hearts with me because I know we've been fans and on both of our respective shows talk about the game series a a shit ton. So I'm glad we got a chance to give a full review. Um, Maybe we should wrap this up with some plugs. Where can our listeners find you guys and your podcast? Uh, So best way to find us is on Twitter at OneTrackGamers. Uh, or you can email us at OneTrackGamers at gmail.com. Check out our show. Awesome. One track yeah, gamers. definitely. It's <laughs> on our network. <laughs> we don't. Uh, we haven't really been plugging the network. We haven't done much with it. In fact, a lot of the shows have been retiring and stuff. But if you still have any interest in checking out any of the shows, just go to almostbetter.net. You can find the One Track Gamer stuff there, too. Um, and yeah, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. All of our handles are ABT Silence. Um, we'll try to do some more spoiler casts. I'm not sure what's going to be next, but I'm, like I said, this one is one that I've been really looking forward to doing for a long time. And hopefully you guys actually who are listening have played the game and aren't just spoiling the game for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, thanks again for joining us. Amanda and Corey, we will be back next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye.